0: listening to Unfiltered with Muhammad Uncut, a podcast about personal growth and authentic leadership. If you're looking for tips on how to manage others, get ahead and make your way up the corporate ladder, this is not the show for you. This podcast is about being of service to others, leading from the heart and evolving into a better version of yourself. Each episode brings you motivated stories about unfiltered leadership and authentic leaders, those who involve others, use their influence to amplify diverse perspectives and inspire teams to achieve collective results. If this sounds like you, keep listening. Hello and welcome to the Unfiltered Podcast. This is the podcast for leaders who believe in transformational leadership so they can lead themselves first before they can lead others. This is a podcast where we believe it's all about involving others in their decision making, using your influence to help others rise and inspiring them to find their own leadership potential to become better versions of themselves. Welcome to the Unfocused Podcast and welcome to my guest, Jess Gosling. How are you?
1: Hello there. I'm really excited to be here. I'm very good. It's a bit. I'm um, so
0: excited to have you here.
1: Um, it's five pm. here in London, and it's already dark, and it's very windy it, and rainy. It's horrible. Well, so.
0: this is how I remember London. I visited a few times, and I did see the sun peek through the clouds, but most of the time. it did live up to, to the expectations that. And you know what? London, Ontario is where I am at, and it is a little afternoon. It's still, it's still light, but we do get dark earlier and it is raining here too. So there you go. You've got the okay. queen. We've got no queen here, but we're both in London. So it's nice to connect with you. And I have to tell you right off the bat, I am a sucker for English accent. So whenever I hear okay. an English accent, which to you sounds, he's got the accent, not me, right? But I no, love no, the-
1: no! Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I spent seven and a half years out of the past ten years abroad. So, um, okay. I'm I'm used to people thinking, "Oh, your accent. Where are you from?" And I'm like, "Have a guess."
0: <laughs> yes, there you go. So, you know, out of curiosity, where was it that you were spending your time?
1: Uh, a bit. A bit of bit everywhere, really. Um, I read Korean at university, so the language and and history and socio political context, and ended up graduating from a university in Seoul. Um, and then I ended up in the West Bank in Israel for a time, the Balkans, the Caucasus, and Central America, which is where my husband's from.
0: Amazing, and and this probably leads into the question, you know. Who is Jess Gosling and what difference are you making in the world? And I bet it has something to do with your traveling.
1: This has a very, this is ha- has a very close relation to my traveling. Um, I moved abroad when I was 18. And for me, um, the transmission of ideas has always been really something that I was interested in. Um, and I first found that through culture, um, so through traveling to other places and learning other languages. Um, and by that virtue that's why I chose the major that I majored in which is in the actual Korean language Um, and then it kind of transported me to somewhere else which is in politics and I got really interested in why conflict happens especially ethnic conflict and that's when I ended up specializing in ethnic conflict and kind of peace studies for my master's and doing two United Nations deployments Um, and then I kind of got into kind of academic research innovation and kind of strategy and how we can kind of I guess come together and build amazing things uh, you know in the field of science innovation and research uh, which led me to where I am now which is kind of looking at um, the wider piece of interdisciplinary studies so by day I work Uh, as a UK civil servant, focusing on matters of like cultural diplomacy. Um, I am also doing my PhD part-time in that field, but specifically around political science and soft power, which in layman's terms, for anyone who doesn't have a political vocabulary is branding, but at a country wide scale. Um, Very interesting, uh, very new field. Definitely learning as I go. Um, I'm only six weeks in. Um, And then also by night, I co found and co lead an international global network that seeks to upskill, celebrate, and connect people from all around the world. In the past year, um, so we we hit our first birthday a couple of months ago, and in our first year, we managed to upskill 2,500 people over 70 events in 10 different time zones. And we just had our biggest event last week called Evolution, where we had it was a five day event, huge virtual summit to kind of, I guess, support people to find their voice, understand their mission, and and fortify their brand um, from any sector. Um, and we had twenty events with over forty speakers in ten different time zones. It was mad, um, but easy, extremely re- rewarding because I think. For me, giving back is something that I've done since I was very, very young um, because I came from a low socioeconomic background and I have three unseen disabilities. So for a long time, I never kind of, you know, when you define what success is, I was never success. So
0: By their standards.
1: Exactly, because I never saw anyone that represented me. So kind of everything that I've done up until this point, I feel has kind of been the kind of, platform or the bricks and the mortar to kind of be the person who I am today which is you know a lot of that is around leadership which is why I'm really excited to be on this podcast because this is what you talk about um and in terms of what you said about your question about what do I give back on who am I I think for me it's kind of giving back I think I don't think you can lift yourself up without lifting others And that's what I will leave that answer at.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you something. I'm sure you don't need anyone to tell you this. In terms of success, your mindset is a mindset of success. And it's a mindset of change and empowerment and listening to you. A lot of the time when I connect with people on this podcast, I choose to connect with people who inspire me by their stories. And then when I connect with them virtually and start listening to their stories, I'm lifted. And when I'm listening to you, definitely I'm inspired and definitely I'm lifted, but it's amazing. And if you allow me just to let to, to share with you how much your story resonates, because I just feel like you explained what I've done in my life. I emigrated I as a refugee to Canada, but I fell in love with languages because I recognized when you learn languages, you open the doors of people's hearts so that you can understand how to speak with them in their own tongue. I wanted to learn and so I traveled and in traveling, learning about others and recognizing that our differences are what makes us stronger and not what makes us weaker. And to your point about bringing together and finding how we can do things so much better together. It's why I get up every day. So listening to you just inspired me to know that there's, and I know there's many of us out there, and that's what this podcast is trying to do is bring those voices because it's the strength in amplifying the voice that together, we not, we're going to change the world, but we are changing the world. When you're saying that in one year, so you celebrated your birthday, but you're, you mean the first anniversary of your organization. Yep. It's incredible. And how, 2,500 did I, or 2,700? Twenty People that you brought together? 2,500 people you brought together and how many events? Seven, 70. Seven, 70 events. So I heard mm. right. And, and it's amazing because if you divide that by three, it's like an event every, I'm bad at math, but it's like every three or four days, right? I mean, on average.
1: Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was quite intense. a lot of work. Intense. But also that was on top of being, you know, in full-time employment. It's totally was, part-time. And-
0: literally studying you're starting your doctorate right but i i I, you know again i'm saying this for the benefit of the listener for my benefit to reiterate what you just shared it's who you are and everything that you do is an extension of who you are and your belief and i'm sure that's why you're in the field that you are and studying what you are and gone to the places where you see people maybe at each other's throat, but you try to bring them to each other's hearts because you know I've certainly had enough of conflict, destructive conflict. We all have. I think the reason we're in this pandemic to a certain extent, it's not just because an invisible to the eye virus has uh, brought us to our knees, but because our arrogance and lack of uh, companionship and, uh, and belief in, in a shared humanity, we have not been able to come together and share in the beliefs that celebrate that we are all from one nation and that is humankind you know, our our colors and everything that makes us look different, I think just add to that diversity and we can celebrate in in being more inclusive. And I love what you're doing. And I want you to tell me more about these events and 70 of them in the past year, because that's more than people do in a lifespan. So what sort of events and how have you brought 2,500 people together and all virtually?
1: No, these were a mixture. Um, I would say, so we started out in august 2019 and then obviously that was pre-pandemic
0: i was gonna um, say that
1: yeah <laughs> so we 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 did quite a lot of big events we did um kind of workshops masterclasses, facilitations on a certain issue so like future proofing personal branding uh, confident soft skills, you name it, um, because our network is very much around kind of celebrating diversity and that anyone, no matter what language you speak, how old you are, what, you know, what colour your skin is, if you're neurodiverse or, or not, unseen disabilities, whatever, um, there is a space for you. Um, and then during the um, the start of the pandemic, we kind of had this situation where We've gone from fully in real life, you know, events to kind of, we have to pivot. And so we have to pivot everything online. And I'm by trade. I'm also, um, I trained with, I qualified with Cambridge to be an English teacher. And I've kind of taught on and off for the past 10 years online as well. So I'm quite comfortable um, with remote facilitation. So for me, it was kind of a no brainer. Okay, we're going to have to do it. It's fine. And that's where we kind of did a lot. I, I'd say throughout the kind of pandemic period, a thousand, probably a thousand people, we probably were able to upskill. Wow. Um, and that was from March till the beginning of August. We ran an event every week. Um, and you know we have we have amazing um, community partners, including Enterprise Nation, the General Assembly underpinned and some other fantastic people like startups magazine um and it's through those collaborations that we were able to also hold that um five-day conference um forum summit thing uh, last week and i think it's the, the the reason why we've been so successful and impactful is through those collaborations rather than us kind of for me i i and this is i guess probably comes down to my definition of leadership I think being able to you know, articulate your skills, but also understand what, when you don't have those skills and bringing in those external skills. So for me, 100%, I don't know everything. Um, I would be very arrogant if I did. Um, and I think a leader should have some humility when it comes to these things. It's, but even if you're doing it for the first time, for sure there's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, the first time is always scary. Um, if you've ever um, heard Bernie Brown's first episode of Unblocking Us, um, it's a profanity um, sentence, but go and listen to it. Episode one is brilliant. Um, and I listened to that and I was like, oh, my God, this is so true. Um, I'm not a big podcast listener, but sometimes like, I'm getting into them, I have to say. Oh, thank you, Bernie. Um, but for me, leadership is definitely... Um, bringing people together and the collaboration thing is very very important for me but on the side note of that is I am very much I'm happy to lead from the front but I would rather lead from behind Mm. I'm happy to wear both hats but unless I'm asked if that makes sense I mean I'm happy to jump jump in and then think later um you've got that
0: versatility so tell me in terms of the role that you play with these organizations and bringing together people to upskill them. And when you're talking about upskilling, you're giving them the software essential skills just to be stronger, better, right? And maybe you can go a bit deeper, again, for the benefits of the listeners that don't know exactly what you're doing. What's your role and what are you doing? What change
1: are you helping
0: with everyone here?
1: So the Growth and Grace Collective, or as we call it, just G&G, because it's a lot of words. um, G&G's premise is to kind of upskill people doesn't matter what it is on so we are very flexible in terms of what that deliverable looks like but the impact should be the same whoever attends a workshop or you know um, participates in a masterclass should feel that they are empowered to make changes and to go towards a goal whatever that might be obviously every subject is not the same so each subject has individual kind of metrics of success and what that looks like but one of the a lot of the sessions that I lead on are are around kind of personal branding public speaking the soft skill stuff um Mm -hmm. which I really enjoy um because it comes from a place where I was you know three years ago pulling my hair out about the very same topic so it's very I think a lot of people are a lot um find it a lot easier to hear from someone who's been there like I'm not you know I don't have a master's in personal branding, or I don't even know if they, that even exists, but if it does, that sounds brilliant. But let's just, it's probably marketing. But like my interest in that field came from, came from having traveled so much and having met so many different people and, you know, having diverse mentors and having come into contact with, you know, good leadership. The good, the bad, and the ugly of leadership. Let's just mm. put it that way, um, and I think that's really important.
0: And you know, just you know, you, you talk about leading and the way you describe it too. It, it you know, leadership being um, the what we can do well and what we can't do, and you know, recognizing that, and that's the first step of leadership. It's that self awareness. If we don't know what makes us tick or what ticks us off, and you know, we can't pretend to know what. Others need and how to help them. So you know, so a lot of time when we get excited about inserting ourselves in in, in in momentum, the momentum of a uh, of a project or uh, a change, trying to be the catalyst, but we don't know where we fit because, mm. to your point, what am I good at? What can I do? Right?
1: But- yeah, I guess I guess for me with the growth and grace, the GNG and G stuff, um, there's an extra layer because I have a co-founder is from a different industry comes from you know comes from a different walk of life totally different you know uh speaks in a different native language um and that was so it was so brilliant because that's ultimately what g g was there to do to forge forge amazing connections and support whoever wholesomely to grow but I definitely think the past year in terms of you know, it's very different to kind of lead within an organization and you lead and you inspire colleagues or people lower from you or above you. It's very different if you're kind of an academic and you're kind of beating the drum of your own research. It's another thing entirely to lead an organization with a co-founder. It has been in the past year, the single biggest learning curve for me, because I also have three unseen disabilities. I have anxiety, I have ADHD, and I'm dyslexic which means the way I see the world is very, very different. And the stuff that I do in terms of work habits, for example, I have my nine to five, absolutely love my nine to five. Um, Maybe I'll do a couple of hours of PhD prep or whatever, or if I'm doing a workshop, I'm just giving you like a daily life kind of uh, sample. Um, And then, you know, if I'm doing stuff for the startup, the slash community organization, you know, that might be into the night but I don't expect anyone to respond to that if that makes sense. The sad thing is you can't, you can't pre-schedule WhatsApp messages. It's the bane of my life. (laughs) You can't schedule them. So I have utilized tools like, um, pre-scheduling emails, for example. So they go out the next morning. So it doesn't seem like I'm putting pressure on anyone because we all work differently. And, you know, my co-founder Michaela Rice, who's absolutely brilliant and she's like family to me now, but you know we just we're so different so we've definitely you know trials and tribulations of leadership when you have two different styles of leadership but kind of trying to forge a new way of working but also a company culture because that's what we're doing um and then there's also a question of how do you hold yourself accountable you know and it's and it's been brilliant but yeah no um yeah, i'm very much um someone who because a lot of my job has historically meant that i have to respond quite quickly to things but it can be very last minute so i'm a very last minute person until like the 11th hour i'll do it but that's just me because i i just but it'll be done but it will be the 11th hour because i've got all of these other stuff you know i factored in that time you know then um though my whole schedule is probably goes out the window the second i write it down um, flexible but not so flexible and I know that Michaela is just like she's a creative and who's like she has to have a deadline you know she's quite she likes her you know buffer times but I have my different buffer time. it's very strange but anyway leadership is complex um, when you forge something new with someone else um there's positives and negatives and as long as the positives outweigh the negatives then you're fine
0: isn't that also why you get up in the morning and when you talked earlier about you want to see the change and you want to look at the ethnic differences and, Mm. you know, building cultures. And I mean, maybe, not in my world, but let's say in a lot of people, a perfect world seems like we all get along because we all believe in the same things. To me, that's not a perfect world, but a lot of us have that false optimism that getting along means that things will be easier, things will, but we all want to be different and we all want to celebrate our differences. And knowing that Mikhail is the kind of person that requires to know when A is going to get done and when A to the nth degree is going to get done and when Z is going to get done and knowing that you get things done at the 11th hour, that's okay if you find the cadence and you can get Mm. along and appreciate each other's differences. Because leadership is about leveraging and complementing each other, right? I think Mm. when we complement each other, we become complementary.
1: But also, mm.
0: we, right, it, it's a mirror. I think, you know, whether it's in a personal relationship, I, I'm married and my spouse and I are incredibly different, different cultures. I mean, we're, we're both Muslim, we're both Lebanese heritage. I grew up in Canada, she grew up in Lebanon. You can't find two people that are more different, but we're raising a family with different, similar values, but very different. And we can choose to always look at the differences as things that will create obstacles to understanding. Or, gee, I don't believe that's the way things can be, but how are we going to get past this? You know, whether it's in terms of raising a family or the way we approach things. And that's reality. When we get into workplace, people don't always agree with us. And innovation and creativity doesn't happen when people agree. I think it happens when there's that difference of opinion, right? Mm -hmm. If we listen to people.
1: I guess for me to draw on your point about... um for some people, everyone kind of having the same opinion and everyone agreeing that being the idea. Boring. That, that terrifies me. That genuinely yeah, terrifies me. Yeah, me too. Me, I like me like too. Um, I mean, maybe it's a reflection of ha- me having grown up in London um, and that, you know, I grew up on in Northwest London where I had neighbors who were Nigerian, Palestinian, you know, Moroccan, all of the, like fantastic fi- The food was incredible and still is incredible. I <laughs> um there's a fantastic Lebanese place there as well so don't you worry you're you, you guys are represented too um but just you know home to the Notting Hill Carnival which is the biggest street carnival in Europe um you know from a very young age I learned a lot about equality you know uh tolerance um diversity and that was through my schooling like when I went to high school, I was a minority. It was so diverse. Mm. And that was like- Isn't that
0: amazing, right? Yeah, We yeah. tend to look at, and allow me to say this, we tend to look at dominant culture and and it becomes very uh, polarizing sometimes because when we're looking at being racist or anti-racist, we, we forget sometimes it's not black and white and not all white people are racist and not all non-white people are, anti-racist we all have our biases and when you say you know i grew up in, in the minority in london england to grow up in a minority to me that means you are very aware of the diversity that was around you you chose to and recognize it was brilliant that and
1: i loved it right? i loved it every single every yeah. single minute of it um and my family actually still live there so i mean i'm a bit further out now um but it's just you know why how can you not appreciate that if you grow up in it so I guess for me um I do really agree with you in terms of teams I think the the biggest piece of advice I ever got and I can't remember who gave this to me and maybe I read it in a book but anyway a nugget that that has stayed true to me and I think this applies in every single context not everyone's supposed to be your friend Mm. there's people that yeah you're, you're not supposed you know I I mean, I say I'm like, mom. You either love me or you hate me, or you're neutral. That's fine, but like, I'm not gonna be, you know, be all end all for everyone. That's totally fine. I've got my little, you know, group and community of friends that, and very, you know, satisfied in terms of, um, progression. Like, I don't. Popularity scares me. It definitely does. Mm. I've always enjoyed. Not being in the public eye, if that makes sense, like I like being a the good thing about being a civil servant is that transparency, integrity, accountability, all of those kind of words that end with illity um, are basically the the platform in which I operate in, and that's how I set up Growth and Grace Collective. We wanted to kind of bring the best of cross disciplines and make ourselves accountable, make it transparent. Mm. So for me, when you were mentioning about um, uh, diverse thoughts leading to va- to innovation, I think diversity in general um, leads to innovation. It allows us to be more creative. creative. It allows us to be well, more... we have
0: to choose it. Would you agree?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think...
0: You think it happens on its own or do, do we choose it?
1: I think in some circumstances, people can be a little bit oblivious to it. Sometimes it's hmm. not out of choice it's more inheritance if that makes sense Mm. so places where if you don't have a diverse population or if you've you know if you if if you live in a certain place where you are the majority and there isn't much diversity there I mean you you can't really comment or change things in stuff to stuff that you don't see or you don't live I think I think quite often we we, there can be a lot of judgment around the, around the term diversity. So within my, um, I do a lot of stuff in the diversity and inclusion kind of narrative here in the UK and further afield. Um, and one of the things that I'm really kind of interested in is the notion of belonging, because I think diversity inclusion and belonging are all different things. And quite often we label them all together Yes. for me. Diversity is. I mean, there was this, this quote, and I can't remember where I got it from. I think I got it from a book, but I'll send it for the podcast notes. But it goes like this: um, diversity is having a seat at the table, inclusion is having a voice at the table, and belonging is having your voice heard. And I think that really eloquently Absolutely. kind of. I think that
0: Absolutely. really
1: eloquently kind of brings home the point that you cannot do diversity as a tick box exercise. You yes. Let's let's it.
0: say that again. Diversity is being invited to the table.
1: Mm-hmm. Diversity is, it? is it being invited to the table. Being
0: invited to the table. Inclusion, Inclusion
1: is having, having a, voice a, s- at the, a voice. Having a, at a seat the table. at the
0: table. Oh, oh yeah. Having a voice. No, no, at tab- a, having a seat at, a a at the
1: table. No, no, no. Having a voice. Is at it the a table. voice?
0: Yeah. Oh, and belonging is being heard.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: I love it. I love it. And and. And that (laughs) is, did you hear Siri? Siri wanted to feel like she belonged. (laughs) She has a seat at my table all the time, you know, and, and and she's literally on the table. And, you know, I, 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 I refer to different ways to, you know, there's um, the, the chief cultural officer of Netflix, when she talks, it's uh, being invited to the dance and being able to dance and right right. and I've, I've, a friend of mine taught me that diversity is a fact, inclusion is a choice. But I think to your point, belonging is where we want to land. And belonging mm-hmm. is one where we really have to work hard. Belonging is being able to sit with you at the table and break bread together. And mm-hmm. To the example you gave of all the different restaurants feeling that you can go to all these restaurants and you feel like you're eating at your own place this is home and you know I agree we don't have to be friends with everybody I grew up thinking that everybody had to like me and you know I think a lot of adults and you know on the various social network uh social platforms we feel we need acceptance by people and you know, when you talk earlier about a brand, a brand is one thing, but when we start needing to be accepted by people, I think that's where we're, we're shooting as ourselves in, in the foot because I think we need to strive to create at least spaces where we're tolerating differences and tolerating is, I would say, is not the ideal, but accepting is a place where I think we need to move towards because Maybe you and I don't see eye to eye. Maybe we're not going to be best friends, but I hope that we can sit down and have a coffee and at least have a respectful conversation rather than be at each other's throats. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, you're you're studying this, so what do you think? You've I worked mean, in it.
1: Yeah, no, I've worked in conflict zones. And I've mediated, you know, workshops where two different sides... Tell me about have... that. I mean, what would you mean? Tell me your... Well, girl...
0: I, I, I'd be remiss to, to not... Ask you to go down that path for for this podcast because when we talk about leadership and creating safer spaces, and being the leaders to create inclusive spaces, not I mean, asking have you mitigated that would be. I mean, my
1: my experience my my experience of coming into leadership has been through conflict. Um, you know, I've been shot at before. I've had you know some other crazy stuff happen to me, and. For me, it's always about kind of putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Why are they doing that? What is the rationale? You know, there's all these hidden things that you won't, you know, especially also being an outsider. This is the other thing. Um, As much as I can study from a book, the real history, lived history can be very, very different. So for me, leadership in those times is very much about active listening. And it's a skill that that I think a lot of people can find very difficult um I know I have previously because of having ADHD Um, for those who don't have ADHD and have no idea of what it kind of feels like it can feel like you've got like um you know on the tv where it when it's like 2am and there's no service and it's like really crackly that's what Mm -hmm. it feels like in my head all the time and like I have on all of those crackles are like um thoughts or things that I need to do or my to-do list and that's why kind of having a podcast conversation is actually quite easy for me because you talk about lots of different things and lots of different levels throughout the conversation. Whereas if I'm having a conversation about something else, say at work or I don't know, in a group chat, I do tangents all the time because I'm thinking of three different conversations that I'm having with you, but at different times. It sounds really weird. I'm not a, I'm not a time traveler, I promise. Just my disability superpower, promise. Um, I do think diversity, as I said, is a superpower. You know, is, uh, I do think that uh, diversity is a brilliant thing. And I, I, that's kind of where I came into the conflict stuff as well. Because, you know, there's so many different interpretations to things. And there's no right or wrong answer. My job has always mm. been to observe and make judgments later, which I think is a big core part of leadership that we often forget. It's not about leading necessarily all the time. There's all these other parts of the of the buffet
0: that you have to sample. It's too. finding the common ground for us to come together. I think that's what leaders have to do, right? It's not follow me and watch. It's let's I find think, a place where we can.
1: I think for a lot of leadership, especially now as well, um, difference can be scary.
0: Hmm. Not why? Not gonna...
1: I've had previous managers who. Uh, were threatened either threatened by me or well, I felt like they were threatened by me or didn't understand my dyslexia, so used it against me it, because they didn't understand it and they didn't you know they didn't get it. And so it was from that experience that I started being more visible. Now in the UK we have something called the Equality Act of 2010, which means if you're employed, you're in an, 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 any kind of education space, anything, you are protected you have a protected characteristic um, and that's also it covers lgbtq plus it covers race it covers anything Um, and it protects you from any discrimination and stigma however i found that you don't actually have to declare you've got a disability you're technically supposed to be um, protected but i didn't find this in my case you know i was like this is very strange you know i've got this disability this person is supposed to support me but he doesn't understand is that my fault is that his fault or is Mm. that the stigma around it so and then so I got diagnosed when I was dyslexic when I was 27 I'm now 30 I'm going through an ADHD diagnosis as we speak which is very interesting because among women ADHD is normally is not normally picked up when we're young There's a lot of research around this and it's very interesting, but I won't go into detail because I'm mindful of the time. But um, for me, it was very much my leadership style has been very much based around my lived experiences. So I'd rather not I don't I don't approach situations unless I've kind of lived it in some sense or regard, you know, I'm not saying I'm an expert in cryptocurrency, for example.
0: I find it very interesting. Oh, good, then you're not gonna be sending me those emails. About
1: no, don't content. worry, don't worry, no, don't <laughs> worry, I won't be. Um, but that's what I mean in terms of, you know, I, I've clearly identified kind of where my strengths are, where my weaknesses are and kind of what area I operate in. And that's where I keep my leadership. I don't try, you can't be everything to everyone that's the factor that that's Mm. you know that's the one truth we all have but because I've got diagnosed so late with ADHD for me I find that younger people you know when I mentioned earlier that I didn't see myself represented places I still see it (laughs) so I'm like okay well then I have to be that reality then i don't want someone who's you know in high school or or first couple of years of college to be like you know what is going on you know where where is my people you know they have to hide yeah exactly but that's the other thing is that people you don't have to disclose you don't have to say you've got a disability i'm not saying everyone Mm. should you know neurodiversity is i've got it times three (laughs) very diverse from the onset but i think neurodiversity is a superpower and i think you know, we're, we're, we're far from a place I'd like, I'd like us to be in a very, in a place where we could be accepted as I, as, as we've discussed. Um, But I think kind of the way that I'm more accountable to myself is that I show up and I kind of beat my drum with, you know, that kind of the stuff that I suffer from. Suffer isn't not so good of a word. I take that back, not suffer my superpowers because it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's part of who I am. I'm also a hundred percent um uh extroverted so if you've ever done a Myers-Briggs like personality thing um I'm 100% every single time so my personality and my disabilities actually you know complement each other very very nicely but for others it's a very different thing you can be introverted and have ADHD you could be you could be any you know there's any mixed grab bag you can be you can be that So I think for me, I'm very, my big leadership, a big part of my leadership is kind of being authentically me and being like, that's me. This is how I work. That's how you show up. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, but also with the caveat that I'm not everyone.
0: Mm.
1: That's the caveat, because, you know, this works for me and that's it. That's it. And I'm happy to discuss other stuff or point you in the right direction or signposting. Big thing that I do is signposting or kind of elevating others via my voice. You know, I don't, you know, if I've read something cool or someone's done something really interesting, that's you know, I'll share stuff and mean that's what you mean by meme.
0: signposting. This is a yeah, new yeah. terminology for me, So, Okay.
1: So signposting you
0: know
1: so, so like signposting. So if someone is uh, not necessarily an academic but an expert or has significant um, expertise in a field you know rather than me trying to reinvent the wheel and kind of you know probably leader in a very slap hazard way I'll signpost it and you know say you know this this podcast is really amazing blah 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 go and check it out or this book mm. is great or you know read more about this um, I mean over the pandemic um, period I started I was approached by um LinkedIn and we kind of I launched one of the better features which is a LinkedIn newsletter and it's called culture diplomacy innovation it's all about you know interdisciplinary thinking and intersectionality and I've now hit 12,000 followers I don't know how thank you very much everyone well I think I need to follow that I haven't yet (laughs) oh my god well there you go and hopefully you'll be on it some point soon um but you know a big part of me is also kind of putting the ladder down and across or up or wherever the ladder needs to go because Mm, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I do is because I'm so because I have ADHD, I am as curious as a puppy because I'm dyslexic. um, I, you know, I'm, I'm as, I'm as, I'm as energetic as, as, as a puppy. I'm as curious as a toddler. And I've got the attention span of like probably a puppy as well. Right. I'm like, you know, diverting from all these things well
0: I think you're probably not giving yourself enough credit on the last one I, I I definitely agree on the first two but I don't I think you're not being I think you're being too modest
1: oh uh, no I I come back to things for sure I come back to things to finish them off. but like I, I can't keep on one thing too long I have mm. to I have to like overstimulate myself so that's why I kind of push myself to do all these really cool things and people like oh Jess you actually sleep I do I promise I do sleep I slept a good like eight hours last night it was great um but it's 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 about consistency for me and it's about kind of you know as I said the ladder down the ladder across or wherever it is so the reason why I set up that newsletter was because the fields or places that I'm in can be not very accessible or you have to be able to be able to translate or understand an academic journal article, which is, you know, is another language entirely. I'm a nerd, I love it. But for someone else, you know, it can be really over overwhelming. So, and also I'm a voracious reader, you know, from cryptocurrency to-
0: Oh wait, you are gonna send me those emails, aren't you?
1: Oh, don't worry, don't worry. So I brought up cryptocurrency again um or to you know um big tech or culture art you know languages linguistics i you know i'm quite interdisciplinary so my main aim with that was again to, that comes back to one one of my core values which is uplifting others and it's a free
0: resource and, and is that what you mean you know when you said earlier about the latter it resonated with me but i want to make sure i understood i want to make sure it's clear for for, for the listeners by you know bringing the ladder down inside do you mean that you're able to connect and lift others in different ways maybe just build that metaphor for me
1: um okay we're well, putting the ladder down it's normally down but i kind of put it everywhere because you never know where people are everyone's mm. on a different journey in a different stage in layman's terms put the ladder down is basically to lift others up and build right. them into your success so you know giving the other people you know the opportunity to for exposure or to collab or whatever and kind of right you know supporting others really um
0: but that ladder can stretch in in many ways not just down and right and, and that that's I why mean, when you said that it was i I could see it it was very visible visual for me
1: i mean the the, the original i think interpretation is putting the ladder down but i've kind of Magnified it by tenfold, mm. and so you can put it anywhere.
0: Right. Because we're all in different places. We're all in different mm. paths on our journey. You know, when you talk about ADHD, and I, I, I want to share this, I, I think I'm ADHD, but I've never been tested or, or um, you know, it's, I've never approached the doctor about it. But in learning about it, and where I learned about it, is my son was diagnosed with ADHD. Uh, he was eight when he was diagnosed, no, 10. He's 13 now, we've, you know, we decided, he and I decided we we're going to move forward without meds and it was tough. This is the first year that he's done it since the pen, it, during the pandemic. He's doing better at school. He wasn't doing well to meds and we talked about it. So, you know, with, he started doing videos and with his permission, I started sharing those videos even on LinkedIn and on Instagram because I wanted to break the stigma, but it was his voice. It was him talking. It was him explaining what he's going through. And when he talked about the the ADHD, you know, police and you know, just the the thought of what was going on in his head. And I see myself in him, but I've not been diagnosed, but I try to understand his journey, but also want to break the stigma because I come from a background where you say things like ADHD, you know, people kind of just stand back right you see autism and people have these misconceptions we don't know but I think about the way you speak and the way you describe your journey and I come back to that self-awareness and when you talk about putting the ladder down and sideways and up in all different directions as leaders if we're not aware of our own journey and what we're going through we're not going to be able to extend that ladder to anyone yet alone to just keep it to us and when you talk about what you're going through, and you're right to ex- talk about it or not, you that again, that self awareness is allowing you to understand how you can behave with others, how you can help others, how you can lift others. And you know, I come back to G G, so growth and grace. That name is not uh, you didn't just come up with that. I'd love to find out why growth and grace, like or why grow and grace. Can you share um, a bit about that?
1: Yeah. No. Um. I kind of set up a creative agency on the side before kind of growth and grace kind of became what it is now and had a coffee morning called growth and grace um and my whole kind of idea around the name was to grow gracefully in whatever pursuit but also wholesomely um and then I met my I met Michaela my co-founder via bumble bumble Beers. love a bit of bumble Beers. Yeah. and then uh, a couple of cocktails later um we decided to kind of run with it and here we are
0: (laughs) touching 2500 lives and 70 events in one year amazing amazing and I wish you continued success because you are making an impact with the people that you work with you're you're helping people to understand themselves better and you know for anyone that says leadership is in a personal journey that you know it's a role or only certain people are leaders and others are followers. I think we're leaders in certain things and followers mm-hmm. and others and different times in our lives, I and think, it's all about our mindset.
1: I think the other thing that that has really resonated with me in the past um, couple of months. So I I am a uh, I am remarkable trainer with Google, and it's this whole initiative around like self promotion for women and underrepresented groups. Mm. And I've now kind of, as of the end of next week, I would have done it for two hundred and fifty. Uh, UK civil servants across the whole of the breadth of government Um, tag teaming with some amazing colleagues and one of the quotes that always kind of comes down to like resonates with me and I say it to everyone and all of my team are absolutely sick of me saying this but I wanted to bring it up for the listeners um, as a final thought and I think this is very much related to growth mindset and having that leadership mindset accomplishments don't speak for themselves I'll say it one more time accomplishments don't speak for themselves if you don't show up consistently in the spaces that you want to be seen you couldn't you know miss opportunities people won't think of you for the things that you want to be thought for all of these different things and it comes back to brand it comes back to leadership it comes back to impact
0: and that's my final thought for you well it's your final thought, but I'm going to push you even further. Oh, you're going to get me another un, he, he uh, me yeah, another final I thought. The, I, I have something called the unfiltered thought of the week, believe it or oh, not. Oh, okay. And this is where I, I ask you, based on what you've shared, based on your learning experiences, you know, I don't want to call it advice, but it can be. It can be your aha moment. It could be something you went through. But anything that resonated with you that you can share, you know, maybe build on, you know, the, the, the thought of accomplishment, whatever it is to help the rest of us become better leaders, better humans, what would that be? So do you want a statement or a quote or what? I want Jess Gosling to speak from her heart.
1: Can I use the profanity or not?
0: I always do on here. This is unfiltered.
1: Okay, fine. Um, I heard this and my, again, my team are gonna be like, not this one again, Jess. Um, There's two that I live by. One, the accomplishments don't speak for themselves, which you already know. The other one comes from kind of being anxious, and this is a tool that I use to really let go of that anxiety. Um, well, I've got two. I'll share the other one afterwards. Um, but this this phrase, I must have picked. I think I picked it up from my grandma, or my mum, or a cousin. Anyway, a family member. And the the quote is. Um, if it isn't fatal,
0: put it in the fuck it bucket. Bucket. Oh, I like that.
1: And if it, and it, it isn't
0: fatal, put it in the bucket.
1: Bucket. Yeah. If it isn't fatal,
0: yeah.
1: just yes. put it in that. You know, yeah. delay bucket. Yeah, you, yeah. It, it lets yeah. you really centre around like what your priorities are for the day or the week right. or at the time. You know, is it fatal? So, with anxiety, um, and the other things that I've got, I can often cast catastrophize and I'm like, oh my god, I'm Mm. gonna lose my job or you know I love that word. You know,
0: what catastrophize.
1: Yeah, no, but I do. And Mm. I and I and I'll, you know, overcomplicate things and I'll think of the the process is 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 very kind of similar to think of the worst situation that can happen because of something and then backtrack every single step that you would would need to happen to get there. And then I don't do that. <laughs> Basically, mm. it's my crisis of kind of, kind of. You know those cars that have the kind of the scanners to stop you from bumping into things. That's my right. scanner.
0: Oh yes.
1: Um, and the other one is um. This one really helps me center, and I and I tell this to my students. It's got another profanity, and so you're going to like this. And um, very unfiltered. Um, it's on everything. If I have something to write, if I have something to do, if I have a if. A work commitment, whatever it is, if I need to have a sense of clarity, I put ATFQ at the top of the paper. I also have one stuck, like a sticky note, stuck on, the, on top of my um, wall to keep me centered. It means answer the fucking question. <laughs> and I was taught it by my aunt, who was my mentor when I was very, very young um, through um, high school. Um, I don't know, profanities are something that I love.
0: <laughs> well, you're English. I'm sorry, I have to say this. I, I grew up with a lot of English at my school. And, you know, if, if I, I went to school with a girl. Her name was Catherine. She was from England. And it's like every other word that she used was the F word. I got used to it. So I, I wouldn't expect it any different, but that's okay.
1: Pardon for your listeners. You can feel free to keep okay. them it's, out. I want to come back out. to
0: what you just said, though. But, you know, the, the, the whole idea of answer the F in question. You mean I'm here mm. and you need me just come here. Yeah, exactly. And totally. you know, I, yeah, like when I when when you just said that when I said said that, I feel this anxiety here sometimes because I do that and you know and then I have to tell myself come center. Like mm-hmm. namaste just focus, be here, be present. And I think I, I and I I don't want to tell you what you believe, but what I heard from you why those two go hand in hand, and I think why you shared them with us, is if you don't have that cent- centeredness and being present, you're gonna be all over the place. And you, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going mm-hmm. to be able to, to focus. And given everything that you deal with, right? Given everything that the world is throwing at us to deal with, you got enough shit to worry about. We need to really just put it front row and center and focus. And I, you know, so many things are killing us daily. If it's not fatal, put it in the bucket, right? Okay, you're right. Because every day we're killing ourselves over things that don't matter. And if you ask me, what were the 10 things that caused me so much angst that went in that bucket last year? I probably couldn't, I can maybe name one because I lost the elections. I ran to be a member of parliament last year and I didn't win. Maybe that's one thing that I can put in the fucking bucket. But any of the other things that ruined a day, not, you know, had impact on me for months, that did, but what did I worry about yesterday? What caused me to, what is the English expression to uh, tie my kn- kn- knickers in a, in, in a knot? Or, oh, i getting knickers in a twist. Yeah, that, that's probably before your time, right? But those are the things that I think impact us daily. You don't have to, man. It's like, let it go, right? Mm-hmm. Let it yeah, go. But, that,
1: but that's the part of growth mindset for me is being able to kind of understand the good times the bad times and kind of learn from others even if you're not successful mm. in something there's something that you can learn from someone else's journey that's it
0: and that's, that's what the... you said earlier about don't have to be your best friend
1: mm-hmm. right like
0: not everybody has to like me right so 100%. listen, Jess, it was an incredible talk with you i love the fact that it was unfiltered and I didn't know it would be this unfiltered, but I'm damn glad that it you, was. You,
1: you, you did ask for unfiltered. I thought, you know, hey, it's in the name. I wasn't going to filter. I wasn't going to filter. I wouldn't it.
0: want it any other way. I want to thank you for being my unfiltered guest today. I look forward to future conversations. And uh, I think our journey of learning from each other has just begun. Yeah,
1: thank Thanks you very, very much. Hap- thank you very much for having me.
0: Enjoy your afternoon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Unfiltered, the show about authentic leadership and personal growth. Like what you heard? Click subscribe, share it, and tell a friend about it. And don't forget to leave a rating.